we would offer up to a 15-year warranty, but the customer is also paying for 15 years of service with that so we can make sure that they're married together, right? I don't want to give you a 15-year warranty if you're not going to maintain the system, so I make sure you have both. Welcome Welcome. to the Service MVP Podcast. This is where you go to learn how to use pure motive service to create higher value to grow your results. Grow your results. And now, here is your host, America's service sales coach, Joe Crisera. All right, everybody, welcome to the Service MVP podcast. My name is Joe Crisera, America's service sales coach, and I am here today with one of the people that I am most proud of as one of my students here taking our total immersion training. His name is Mike Busher. Mike is a seasoned sales professional who is now doing coaching for Service MVP. He also does a pricing meeting that's called Power Pricing Profit X, which is made for Service Titan members to be able to price out their services the best. Mike, welcome to the program. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Joe. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here and being able to talk to everybody today. Thank you for taking your time, Mike, after a hard day of work. He still has enough time to help all of you professionals out there <laughs> uh, get your pricing set up. So today's meeting is going to be called Common Pricing Blunders and How to Avoid Them. Mike will be here uh, telling you some of the biggest mistakes that he's noticed with people that he's been coaching with over the last couple of months now with our company. Mike, welcome. Why don't you tell people just a little bit about yourself and some of the history so people know who you are? Sure. So I've been in the HVAC industry for a little over six years, was able to start with a company here in the Twin Cities uh, with Gensrein Plumbing and Heating. Uh, And they really gave me the opportunity to take anything and everything I wanted for training, which included all the HVAC training technical-wise. And then on top of it, Joe, your process with Pure Motive Service. And being able to marry the two of those together, I've uh, got a fairly lengthy sales career in other industries over the years, but never was very successful or uh, had the type of success until I saw your system. I was able to work there for about three and a half, almost four years as a a coach and trainer, uh, manager, and field technician, and got to the point of being a $2 million producer as a technician, and then decided I was going to take my show on the road and and went across the country and went to... uh, a little company a lot of people know called Sky Heating and Air in Portland with Travis Smith. And that's where I really was challenged, number one, because it was a big challenge moving across the country during COVID and uh, just was challenged on what I was capable of. And there I was capable of uh, getting to almost half a million in a month in production and just learned a lot about myself and the process. And then your training helped to push that even further to push the envelope of what I wanted to offer to the customer. Mike, what was the output that was your highest output when you were there at Sky? 488000 in a month, which at the time was a record. That record only lasted about 22 days, and somebody bashed it with 629000 Yeah, in just a month. It, it was great being able to even put myself in that arena. I never even thought that that was something possible. Well, Mike, uh, you definitely have earned your stripes uh, doing almost $3.5 million in sales in a year. And so uh, let's talk about some of those common pricing blunders that people make. Mike, let's get right into it. What is the first pricing blunder that you think, uh, the number one pricing blunder you see that out there making the general public, people who uh, don't understand the pricing? Number one, Joe, is going to have to be not offering premium mid-range or economy choices. What happens, Joe, is what I've noticed, it's, it's unfortunate, but technicians and companies and owners in general think that maybe giving your customer one or two options is going to be just enough. 
through the pure motive process, I was able to realize that no, if we can give them two premium, two mid-range and two economy options, the customer is going to choose way more. And it makes it that much easier of a process that they get to decide. And uh, what I've noticed is there can be a lot of variations. People think just a good, better, best is okay. Uh, that's even taught in the industry we, we work in, unfortunately. For pure motive service, we're able to take that to a whole nother level to be able to make sure that uh, customers and clients are being given every option possible and that we don't stand in the way. So offering the premium option first is the key to your saying is to that option as opposed to saying, now, what do you say to the people who say, Mike, I give people prices like that. I verbally tell them the prices. Is verbally telling people the prices, is that enough? Is that kind of what you're talking about there? So, no, Joe, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Verbally telling somebody, that's lip service, Joe, right? If I'm not willing to document and write these things down, that customer has no benefit from, from those options. They have to take my word for it. So when you say you say offering the premium mid-range economy prices, you mean taking the time to writing down the price before you go over all the solutions with people, as opposed to saying, here's all the problems, here's all the solutions, and let me go look up a price later on. Does that sound like a blunder, what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely, because, yeah, we're, what we're doing is we're, we're spilling our candy jar at that point, Joe. And the only reason I've gotten to this level today is because I've done it numerous times and you've scolded me on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mike, what are you doing? What are you doing out there? And then I realized, oh, crap, okay, I've got to have a proper way to be able to control the flow of information to the customer. Mm -hmm. Doing it that way, number one, just makes you look more like a professional. Nobody wants to look like the average uh, Joe out there, you know, chucking a truck, you know, trying to offer more service. Mike, what's the difference between the good, better, and best and the premium? What's the difference in the result? If I were to show my cheapest thing first and trying to upsell versus try to show the premium thing and then say, here's the rest of them. What's the difference in the result of people upgrading from the economy option? Well, starting at the low end first, sure, everybody's going to pick a low end option, right? But you're not really doing anything for the customer. You're going to have a lot more band-aid repairs. You're definitely going to get a lot of callbacks versus being able to offer the top solution first, getting that customer to understand why you're offering these things to them, why you want to help take care of their family and provide these different services based on the conversation you had. That way, you're going to have a much higher result. Statistically, most customers pick in the middle anyway, right? Mm-hmm. And only, uh, I think, 8% of people actually pick a Band-Aid when they're showed the, the uh, process properly. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants a Band-Aid. They've, they've got a better self-esteem for themselves than that, right, Joe? Right, right. All right, Mike, what's the number two blunder when people do their pricing? What, do you, what would you say there is? So I, I would say it's the, uh, not really being able to differentiate your options, right? I, I've... Uh, been able to see some options where somebody thinks that, uh, hey, we're going to we're going to change out a flame sensor or a capacitor. And then they give, you know, five years of warranty, four years of warranty, three, two, one. And it's still only one repair. Right. Mm-hmm. Not being able to offer more and offer more service and all those different things along with that is a huge blunder and a huge gap uh, for that company. So when you say the differentiation of the options, you say the options when you're making premium mid-range economy options the premium's not premium enough. It's not different than the mid-range. So it's the differentiation between the choices. Yeah, there's no difference, Joe. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's no difference because if the only thing that's different is is warranty and service, you're just having a customer pay for extra warranty for for nothing. We should be offering them more. May it be, you know, filtration for their air filtration, water filtration. There's so many more things that the customer really needs that we need to zoom out and actually find out about that family and that customer. Like, let me ask you a question. 
well, how about if every option has like a lifetime warranty on it? Wouldn't that create value for all the options if we if all the options have the same warranty? You would think so, Joe, but but no, in the end it doesn't, right? Because what's the difference? So so I, if I get a warranty, I could get a lifetime warranty if I just bought a Band-Aid option, Joe? Is that what you're telling me? Nobody yeah. wants that, right? So so even you if have I did, to have some or, 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 or why would I buy the premium one if the economy one had the uh, lifetime warranty too? Why should the I get the thing. premium one? Yeah. Exactly. So either way, it doesn't it doesn't work with that part. So the options being too similar and the ones not truly being premium uh, with better. You mentioned the air quality, the water quality, better service, a five year warranty versus no warranty at the bottom on the Band-Aid. Right. Is that kind of thing you're mentioning there, Mike? Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're uh, replacing equipment, uh, I know one of the things that uh, I've seen over the years, we would offer up to a 15 year warranty. But the customer is also paying for 15 years of service with that so we can make sure that they're married together, hmm. right? I don't want to give you a 15-year warranty if you're not going to maintain the system. So I make sure you have both. So the differentiation, which would include the service and the warranty being better at the top, the premium option, and also not being being not as good is really an important thing, which is what's number two. Number three I'm going to bring up, which is not using financing. We're going to go ahead and put that one out. Mike, how important is it to make the financing the gift of affordability? Tell us about that. I really think that's probably one of the most important things you could do just because in this day and age, the one thing I hear constantly is money, money, money. Customers don't have money. Well, if you're not showing them that you have the gift of affordability, right? We're right around the holidays. Everybody wants a gift. Give them the gift of affordability and they'll see something that fits their budget but that also takes care of their entire family. Very few people want to shell out six, seven, eight thousand, and and sometimes up to sixty thousand, depending on what we're working with. That kind of money, and not have some sort of a uh, monthly investment option. Now, on that part of it, there, when should people offer that? Should it be something like like how should we offer that monthly payment? It should be a delayed payment, like six months, same as cash, or one year, same as cash, or a monthly payment, because everybody says financing, but exactly how should that be done? Because I think that's where people are kind of got a, they're kind of out of step on that, right? Oh, think? for sure, Joe. There, there's a couple of different ways you could do it. I would say personally that uh, the larger the project, you want to try to stretch that payment out for that customer and give them a, a lesser monthly investment. If it's something, you know, you could put a dollar amount on it. Hey, three to $5,000, you get a 12 month no interest pay it off in a year. And then the bottom option could be, hey, you just pay out of pocket for that one. Nine times out of 10, you're going to get that customer to, to buy a better option for themselves, their family, uh, just based on the opportunity that they have to be able to make a small monthly investment and know that it's all taken care of and give them that peace of mind. Mike, what is the next blunder uh, going on to number four now? What's the fourth blunder that people make when it comes to making their prices for customers? I would say that the fourth one would be the disclaimers of maybe telling clients to do things themselves or that uh, different things we won't do, right? There, mm. There's some ways that we can add or take away value from our options, right, Joe? Mm. Uh, if I told you, yeah, you can do the bottom option here, Joe, but uh, you're, you are going to have to do some drywall work. Are you okay with that, Joe? No. Most I customers do don't want to touch it. drywall, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I, I could do a lot of this stuff. You could do a lot of this stuff, but most customers are going to say, no, I don't want to do that. So we can add or take away value by making sure that we're we're having those conversations and those disclaimers with the customer. So Mike, how, how can we then, like, I know you're saying tell people to do things themselves. Like, isn't it common that a guy, a service tech would tell somebody how to change their filters in a furnace? Are you saying we shouldn't be telling them that? What should we do instead of telling them that? How could that work? 
Well, they definitely could do that, Joe. But uh, what what if it was an option where I came out to the house and I changed it out twice a year for you, Joe, when I was here to check on the system? Would that be okay? Would you be okay yeah, but with doesn't that? The filter, doesn't the filter need to get changed like 12 times a year, like every month, Mike? How would that work? It'd come out well, in, in the me? bottom option, it does, Joe. I do have some options up here at the top that you could actually have a, a much nicer system and you don't have to touch it. You didn't. You said you didn't like going in the basement down the steps, right? I hate all spider, spider webs down there and everything, Mike. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> my job and I don't even like doing it, right? <laughs> you live here. <laughs> Something like that even. A disclaimer, like the warranty is not good if how about this one? You got to buy a service agreement every year. How do you offset that about saying, you know, that what if the guy doesn't buy a service agreement, doesn't maintain the equipment? How That's a disclaimer there. How would how kind of a professional offset that problem? Well, the, the, the number one way is just to build it into your options automatically, right? If you're out there, you're showing a customer options for repairs from five years down to one or even a Band-Aid, having a preset price for five years of service agreement with the warranty included doing the same for four and three and two and one. And it's just the way you run, you operate your company and operate your business. Don't give them an option. Well, we want to maintain about, it. We want to protect the warranty. Yeah, how about if you sell them a media filter and you say, well, this thing's only going to work if you change the filter. So, so I, so this is, so we can't guarantee the filter if you don't change them. So you got to change them once a year. You got to go to the store and pick them up once a year or order them online or something like that. Uh, wouldn't that be fair to say to people to do that? Well, what else uh, can we you, do? Well, a true service provider, Joe, is actually going to offer them uh, more of those consumables and have them delivered right to the house. I would appreciate knowing all my water filters for my RO system are sitting downstairs and just need to be changed when the technician gets here. Uh, you got this final one, which is number five, and then we can still talk more about this after we get this final one out. So the disclaimers and presenting to people the things we don't do or things that they got to do because <laughs> somebody shouldn't do that's number four. What's number five, Mike? Uh, it was kind of goes into... Uh, both for salespeople and service people. Go ahead and talk about this one. It, yeah, Joe, this one is a, is a big one that I've noticed uh, in the coaching process. And the concern is that technician goes out for a repair job and a urgency call. And uh, the bottom three options are repair and the top three options are replacement, right? But we should still be focusing on giving the customer six repair options and then after so after doing that then get them to convince us that they actually want to see replacement options right we don't want to be mixing the two options it gets way too confusing you're going to end up getting a lot of conversations about hey just just go ahead and email those over to me joe right that's where a technician unfortunately can drop the ball and, and even salespeople by not having specific solutions at the right time wouldn't you say that a lot of times the uh, when it comes to this part of it there that they have the separate repair, separate replacement options, that's gonna take a lot of work, Mike. What about that part? What, do, you, do you ever see service professionals who say don't wanna put that extra work in to make all those prices and make all those options? And, and why do you need six? Isn't six gonna be confusing? Tell me a little bit more about that. So with the six options, again, it goes back, you know, number one, not offering premium mid-range and economy options. We want that customer to see that there's better ways to definitely repair their existing system, but we also want to have them, you know, see that maybe it's not the best way to uh, throw good money after bad and that we should have six replacement options built along with that, right? Yes. Can a technician say, gosh, that's just so much more work. Well, unfortunately, if you feel that that's so much more work, then we could always find somebody else that wants to make money at it, right? Mm-hmm. We, uh, <laughs> there's all kinds of people out there looking for, for work. And I know that's where I started six years ago. Like, Hey, I want to make more money. The six options is a key factor that you know they're always going to pick in the middle, 
And if it's set up properly, getting the customer to tell you that they want to see replacement options. Nobody wants to waste money these days. They want to make sure that they made a, the, the right purchase at the right time. And uh, being able to have six and six is, is going to be, give them that opportunity. So Mike, you discover all this in the science of pricing, which you teach in that power pricing profit X class for service Titan users. Mike, you probably have gone through a lot of different people. I know you've done a lot of in-house and now you're doing public events with this power pricing profit X program for service Titan users. When you do this, Mike, what are some stories you can tell us about things you've seen? You don't got to mention any company names, but what kind of things sure. have you seen, stories you've seen out there? You told me about a, a client you just saw today. Could you tell me a little bit about what you saw there? Just give us that little quick story, a rundown, so people can understand. Maybe they could tell by the story. It might work out a little bit better and maybe understand what sure. you're talking about. What I come across is I do a lot of inspecting, right? I do a lot of inspecting on the option building on what the team is putting together out there for options for the customer. And what I had uh, seen on that particular one was uh, just somebody was really uh, not offering, you know, number one, we're offering six options. They had a mixture of repair and replace options together. And it just, you know, as a customer, I could see where that could be really, really confusing. Some of the other aspects that I've seen where the science of pricing has worked really, really well is, you know, within 45 days, somebody going from a $4,000 average ticket on the sales side to 12,000, mm. right? That's a two point, uh, I think it's like 2.6% growth, right? Just in 45 days of understanding the science of pricing, proper service agreements and warranties built into the options and then let the customer choose. And you told me about the statistics of the company before we came on the air about what happens when you make these blunders. You said they had 10 maintenance calls. Tell me about there the was, amount of maintenance uh, calls they had. Yeah, unfortunately, there were 16 calls that were ran on a particular day and they walked away with one, selling one Band-Aid. Mm. And I, I looked at various calls in my inspection process and found it's all across the board of what's being offered to the customers. There's no consistency, nothing that's able to be able to go back and leverage how the technicians are running the calls or the salespeople are running the calls. And, and that's where the problem begins. If you can't inspect what you expect, or there's no consistent process, then it, it's going to be an uphill battle. I mean, Mike, if you look at it like this way, the price, the prices that we give people is kind of like the baseball bat in a baseball game. That's the, that's the implement where we score runs, right? That's how we, we use those score runs. But if you're not swinging the bat right and you're striking out all the time, it can be defeating for a team, right? So how does, Absolutely. how does somebody like somebody who swings that bat or somebody who makes those prices how can they get better at this? How is the way they can get better at this, Michael? How would you how would you advise a manager or a salesperson themselves to say, I don't the pricing, I'm not quite getting it right now. How can they how can they improve this, Mike? So the biggest way they can improve it, you know, how it's being monitored. Number one, being able to go in and inspect these calls. There has to be somebody, may it be a dispatch person, may it be somebody within the office, a field coach, field trainer that's able to look at these jobs and, and recognize immediately when we have you know, 6% closing out of 16 calls, that there's a gap, right? If we don't recognize that there's a gap, we, we really can't fix the gap. Once we recognize that there's a gap, then we have to be able to implement, okay, what do we have to fix first? Is it our option building, right? Is it, there's too big of a gap, right? Those are some of the differentiating things we do see is uh, having too large of a gap between two options. Well, the customer statistically is gonna go for the lower number because they don't see value. Right. Or or having something that's, uh, uh, you know, 
gaps that are only $200 difference, like we talked about earlier. You know, what's the difference here? Well, if I can get the same thing for this, why wouldn't I just do the, the lower one? Right. Well, Mike, uh, unfortunately, all good things have to come to an end. Now, uh, before we came on the air, you did offer to make an amazing offer to people here on this podcast. Tell us about the offer that you made about doing a free audit of anybody's pricing. If they wanted to contact you directly and say you would inspect their, as a professional pricing inspector, you would go ahead and make that offer to inspect anybody's price sheet uh, and make them give them some feedback on what they could do to improve it. Mike, you want to go ahead and tell us how people can do that? Because you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. That was an amazing, uh, generous offer on your part, Mike. And the whole goal, Joe, is what, what are we here for, right? We're, we're here to make everybody better. I feel like I've been voluntold, so I'll go, I'll move forward and, and we'll do this. See, it's easy because I enjoy this, right? I enjoy coaching. I've always, ha- always have. If somebody's willing to be open-minded to the fact that hey, we may have some issues and some gaps and let's let's have Mike take a look at it. I would definitely do that. You can email me at mike at servicemvp.com. If you know Joe personally, you can get in touch with Joe. You can get in touch with me on Facebook, all those different areas. I am more than happy to help teams do that and kind of p- figure out where are the gaps? How can we make your team better? How can we grow? Because that's the ultimate goal, right? Is being able to grow and and have those opportunities to watch your business day in and day out get better. Well, you heard it here, everybody, Mike at servicemvp.com. Mike will offer a free audit of your pricing. If you have a problem, most likely it starts with that, using that wrong size bat or swinging that bat wrong in baseball. And in this case, the bat would be the pricing option sheet uh, to get people. Mike, I think it's a generous offer. Mike, thanks for taking your time. After a busy day of coaching hundreds of people, I appreciate you taking the time and meeting with us here. I appreciate the opportunity, Joe, and I appreciate everything you've done for me over the years. So anything I can do to give back, let me know. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you guys next on the next episode. Have a great one, everybody. 